Stay in the know with Radio 2000 Podcast. Callan is on the line. Hey, Callan, how are you? I'm good, thanks. And how are you? I am fantastic. Now, we opened up the lines and many women called in with different experiences. And I'm going to share some of those experiences that we received also on our social media platforms, right? So Anonymous, right, sent us a message saying that she is an only child and she regrets having her son, who is now two years old, because she didn't think that mother the motherhood journey would be this lonely. And uh, she put a lot of her dreams on hold and is struggling to get them going now because she's Kate, she's taking care of her son. How can she get over this feeling? I'm sure a lot of moms, you know, had have to make a lot of sacrifices when it comes to their children. And now she's just like, hmm, I don't like mm-hmm. this. How does she how does she process these emotions? Gosh, you know, it sounds like this particular listener is sitting with a lot of, of isolation and grief in this time in her life and Isolation can be a very damaging experience for for human beings, and so the first step in, in managing anything is to break that isolation. Mm. Simply doing that can be a, a huge relief, and that can be you know really just seeking support from our friends and, and family, and, and letting them know what's going on, or you know perhaps a bit more formally by joining support groups or online networks or, or seeking out therapy. Yeah, you know once that's done, we can then. Have a look at, at our support system and the resources that they can offer us in order to navigate the difficulties that we are experiencing. But it would definitely be to, to start with, with breaking that isolation and, and talking about that, that deep loss mm. of her own dreams and goals that she's put on hold here. Now, here's another one. Um, Anonymous asks, can babies feel feel the stress and tension? Um, She writes, my baby refuses to breastfeed because her father and I are not on good terms. He says it's not his child and doesn't support her at all. I'm struggling financially, financially and emotionally. Can this affect the bond with my daughter? Definitely, you know, babies are sensitive. There is even research out there that tells us that babies, even in their first year of life, can understand things that are being said around them and and things that are happening around them. The household that they belong to will definitely be experienced by a baby and will definitely have an impact. Mm. But I will also say that it goes a step further, that when we feel stressed ourselves, it can make it really hard for us to have connections with other people. It impacts our ability to create intimacy, to be emotionally and mentally present in our relationships, and it can limit our capacity for giving time and effort mm. to the people around us. So I think in, in both directions, the stressful household is definitely going to impact a bond that we can form with, with our child, both the stress that we are feeling, but also the stress that our baby feels. We've got another question from Queen. Queen is almost due, and the father of the baby has blocked her everywhere uh, since finding out that she's pregnant. She got retrenched and received 4,000 rand from the package which she's currently using to prepare for the baby's arrival. How does she emotionally and mentally stay strong for the child? You know, I think when we're making that transition from being a person to a parent, we become so focused on the baby and the baby's needs that sometimes we lose sight of ourselves and our own needs. In reality, we cannot look after other people if we haven't looked after ourselves as well. 
Mm. And so when we want to stay emotionally and mentally strong for other people in a crisis, we have to start with looking after ourselves first. And this can be really, really simple by, you know, again, turning to friends and family or therapy support groups, but also just making sure that we are practicing our own self-care, that we take care of, of our own needs, that we make sure that we are rested and, and eating. We are looked after mm. so that we can have the capacity to be present for, for our children. Let's talk postpartum depression, right? How does a woman recognize that in actual fact, I am experiencing this because first time mothers, there's a lot of emotions. You're overwhelmed, you're excited, you're anxious, you're scared, all sorts of things. But how do you then identify that, no, this feeling is postpartum depression? No, postpartum depression can look very different for many different Mm. people. You know, when, when people hear the word depression, they think automatically that it must be feelings of sadness and crying a lot. But in reality, it can look very different. For some women, they experience an intense numbness, that they don't have any Mm. emotions at all. They find it hard to connect with their loved ones and with their baby. Or it can be changes in sleeping and eating. I mean, we know that when we have a new baby, sleep is disrupted anyway. But if we cannot sleep even when baby is sleeping or we cannot fall asleep at other times that we are experiencing insomnia that is not experienced by other first-time mothers, for example, Mm. not wanting to eat at all or overeating, inability to think through and and problem-solve, you know, those kinds of other issues too, and that perhaps other moms aren't, aren't experiencing to the same extent as you, yeah. then I would recommend to start asking some questions and exploring and say, you know, okay, am I really all right? Is, is something going on? Do I, do I need some help here? Mm. Um, but I think it is to ask ourselves and constantly sit and, and reflect and, and see if we're needing a little bit of extra support. Yeah. And should a mother feel bad for not getting it right the first time? Is it okay for this journey not to come naturally to some mothers? Because the autom- the automatic assumption is that the minute the baby is in your hands, you automatically know what the baby needs, mm-hmm. know the right things to do. Is it okay not to know? You know, in, in reality, all babies are different and they're all going to have different needs. If we think about dating somebody and, and getting to know them, we, we have to get to know their likes True. and their dislikes, yeah. how they take their morning coffee, you know, what are their favorite foods, and, and that takes a lot of time. And, and it's the exact same thing with, with our babies. Mm. You know, it takes time to figure out what they need from us. It takes a lot of exploration and curiosity. You know, mm. we're not born with the innate knowledge of how to do the perfect swaddle or how to get them to immediately latch or what the perfect sleep schedule is for our child. Yeah, This is a huge period of learning and refinement, and that's not going to be a a quick or easy process. So I would definitely say that it is perfectly all right for it to take some time and some trial and error. And let's talk about some of the changes that come with motherhood and how dramatic that can be because I'm no longer Ndombi, but I'm Langa's mom. I am Taffy's mm-hmm. mom. I am, you know, Butali's mom. Uh, my mm-hmm. identity is now intertwined with these little human beings that I've brought mm-hmm. to the world. Um, how does a woman now negotiate losing her identity and no longer being Ndombi, the broadcaster? <laughs> <laughs> That is a very good question. It is a, it's a massive adjustment. Like you said, we've added this whole new role to, to who we are. We've added this whole new element 
to our sense of self, and, and that shift can be really, really hard to, to navigate. We mm-hmm. have changes in relationship dynamics across all contexts, you know, with, with our romantic relationships, our friendships, our work relationships, how people see us and the expectations that they have of us become colored by this new role that we have and the focus often becomes on, on the baby and, and not the person. Yeah. And I think that it can be very easy for moms to get sucked into that, to, you know, play mom and play this person's mom. Um, and really the important thing is to make sure that we spend time on ourselves, mm. to spend time reconnecting with the things that make us an individual beyond this new role of, of being so-and-so's mom. Before I let you go, I want to touch on mom, mom, uh, mom guilt, uh, because you mentioned the fact that we need to look after ourselves, which means maybe occasionally a spa date, um, you know, maybe occasionally leaving the kids with someone and going for a cup of coffee just to mm-hmm. fill your cup up, you know. But a lot yeah. of women still feel guilty for looking after themselves. If you had to advise a first-time mom, especially one that is feeling guilty about trying to claim back some sort of their lives what would you say to them gosh you know i mean that that sense of guilt that many moms feel can be hard to navigate you know they feel like they have to be a a mom the perfect mom and only be focusing on on their children they tend to be a you know a loss of independence and freedom they've got these new responsibilities and, and sense of, of accountability you know, a whole lifestyle change, routine changes. You know, sometimes there's not even time or capacity for our hobbies and, and to do mm. the things that we like. And you know, I think that what I would say to that mom sitting with their guilt is that you know, being focused on themselves, making sure that they look after themselves, doesn't make them a bad mom. True. In fact, I would argue that it would make them a good mom. Oh yes. Because we cannot be present and supportive and loving of our children if, like you said, our cup is not full. Mm. And so being a good mom means that we look after ourselves so that we can be present and have capacity for our children. And where can people contact you? You know, a mom navigating motherhood and struggling and uh, maybe she's listening to the show right now and wants to have a, a different conversation with you outside of radio. What would you? Uh, where can we get a hold of you? So I am uh, present on, on social media, on, on Facebook and Instagram, but they can also find me through uh, my website, www.kalenwalker.co.za. But if you don't mind, I would also like to share two other resources for any moms out there listening. Yes, please. If you don't mind. Yes, please. Go ahead. So there is a wonderful online support network that is run through the South African Depression and Anxiety Group, and mm-hmm. that is aimed at supporting moms. There is also an organization called Subhub that offers talks and support and therapy for moms who are going through this transition period. Oh, so fantastic. I would just like our, our listeners to have those two resources on hand as well. Oh, fantastic. Thank you so much. The more help they get, the better. Thank you so much, Kelly. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you for your time. Radio 2000 Podcast.